It's going to be a split-screen moment today, both the president and the former president going to our country's southern border. Uh, One will be at a hotbed of illegal migrant crossings. The other will be at an area where he will try to claim success in stemming the flow. There's a certain amount of disingenuousness on all sides here. Steph Kite is covering it for Axios. He's one of their lead political reporters there, and he joins us live on uh, JR. She, excuse me. You know, I think Steph Curry. That's my problem right there. Was my brain went to Steph? Good morning. Good morning, and no, no offense on my end. I'm I'm glad. Thank you. So we will see this split screen moment. Let's take these separately. President Biden going to a certain part of the border where he's going to claim that some of his actions have helped uh, slow the tide. Uh, tell us about what the optics are going to be there. Yeah, you know, it is important that Biden is going to the border. There has obviously been a lot of pressure from the right and even within his own party for the president to make it clear that this is, a, this is an issue that he's actually taking action on, that he is taking seriously. And we have seen over the past few weeks and months that there has been a little bit of a shift in the way the administration and the White House in particular talks about this issue, addresses this issue, the kinds of policies that they're willing to accept. So it is meaningful that Biden is deciding to to do, you know, a very rare trip. Presidents do not frequently visit the border. Um, And so it is clear that he is trying to signal that he um, is, is taking this issue head on, an issue that has been very politically divisive for him. But as, as you point out, where you go along the border does matter. He is going to a section of the border that has not been seeing the kinds of crossings that we've seen um, in other parts of the border. This is a little bit of a slower traffic area when it comes to migration. And, you know, that's always, you know, part of this is a security issue, making sure that the president is safe etc. But it's certainly going to lead to, you know, a certain kind of image. We're not going to see him with lots of migrants coming across the border. That's not going to be the image image we get. Steph, um, you know, the president will, I'm sure, talk about the foreign born workers who now constitute 19 percent of the labor force. And then uh, Trump will talk about the crimes committed by migrants in major cities. Who wins? Who wins that narrative? I mean, you have one side who believes one thing. You have another side who believes the other thing. Is there anyone in the middle? How how do you get the middle to decide, you know, which narrative they're going to take? I mean, that really is a million dollar question. I feel like over the past few years, we have seen the immigration issue become just even more polarized than it ever has been with Republicans overwhelmingly focused on the issues at the border and Democrats, as you spelled out there, you know, more interested in highlighting the ways that um, foreign born workers, immigrants help our economy. And there's certainly been a divide there. Um, One thing that I do feel like we've started to see a shift on is kind of the way Democrats are talking about the border. There has been a little bit of, um, they have kind of acknowledged recently that this is an issue that they need to fix. One of the key turning points was when we started to hear from, you know, Democratic city leaders in places like New York and Chicago and Denver, um, which have been receiving, you know, thousands of migrants from the border. These cities have been overwhelmed trying to care for them. And that Mm -hmm. has really put pressure not only on the White House, but also Democrats in Congress to start taking the border 
conversation a little bit more seriously. Of course, they're not in line with Republicans, but we've seen a real shift there. But we've also seen Republicans really double down on the political messaging, of course, stepping away from the bipartisan border deal in Congress. And so despite the movement from Democrats, the willingness to maybe um, find some kind of compromise, we've seen Republicans also move even further to the right. One of the things, I mean, we talked about the split screen. On the other side, you're going to have Donald Trump talking about record illegal migration. You're going to be talking about the national security aspect. We've seen Chinese nationals coming in, that there's a certain national security concern there. But, of course, he also got his allies in Congress to kill a border bill that could have shut down the border during peak migration. So there, there's some disingenuousness there as well. We keep hearing the Biden White House saying, well, we, we're going to take some action on this. We, we've got executive orders that we can put out there. Do we expect President Biden to announce anything while he's down there to make good on that claim? So we have certainly heard, you know, from sources and seen the reporting about Biden considering using this, you know, tool called 212F. It's a part of the law that that Trump used quite extensively when he was in office right. um, to essentially shut down the border. We know that they're considering that, but it's a plan that they are looking at seriously. There's no real expectation for any further announcement today, but of course, you never know um, how that might play out. There's been some discussion that there might be an announcement ahead of the, the State of the Union address. The timing is unclear, and you know, there's always the possibility that this was a little bit of a political floating of an idea that we never actually see um, then move forward with. I mean, if he doesn't make an announcement, it looks just like a photo op and nothing more. For sure. And, you know, but I have also heard from people within Biden's own party who have stressed to me that they do think in some ways the president's presence on the border does matter. And again, one of the biggest criticisms of Biden's handling of this issue is the fact that he hasn't really addressed it head on. Um, me and my colleague have reported extensively on how everyone within the White House did not want to touch this issue. This is an issue that Biden right. does not like to talk about. And so the fact that he's going to the border, even if it is more of a photo op, even if it's just him chatting with border officials and hearing the perspective, some of the people I've talked to who this issue matters to say that that in and of itself does matter to them. And it's a step in the right direction. Well, we know that there are progressives on the left that are going to, you know, scream bloody murder with whatever the president does to try to address this. <clears throat> I've got to ask you that there is, as you point out, along with your colleague Hans Nickel, um, is, is that there is a there is an economic uh, component to this. We've been struggling with inflation an increased labor, I mean, and this is not a popular opinion with a lot of people, but that increase in our labor force that comes from overseas does help ease inflation. It's more people producing. And, and while they can be a burden, certainly on municipal resources, there is a uh, certainly a, a, a benefit to it. If President Trump starts deporting massive amounts of people, what, how much will that disrupt that labor uh, component? Uh, Michael Strain, who's a conservative economist at the American Enterprise Institute, says that could be inflationary. It definitely could. It could definitely impact, you know, especially particular local communities where there are large numbers of migrants who may be susceptible to deportation in a future administration who are working and are paying taxes through their um, employers. And we have long known that the U.S. relies on foreign-born labor 
um, especially, you know, just given the demographic trends in our country, the, yeah. the falling fertility rates, people having few, fewer kids, one of the key reasons why the U.S. economy has remained so strong, we see this in report after report, is because of immigration, both, you know, legal immigration through, through you know, established visa processes, and also through, you know, asylum seekers and migrants who are coming across the border. They also play a role in that, and there was a CBO report that specifically laid out that growth in immigration and net migration has been uh, has led to them predicting to have even more workers in the workforce than they initially intended. And the key driver in that increase in migration is actually people coming across the border over the past few years. Right. So yes, it's not a popular argument, but it is something to take into account as we're figuring out how to fix a very broken immigration. Well, system. because there are two sides to the leisure. That's a side we don't talk a lot about. We should be giving attention to the crime, the national security problems, and the burden that those recently arrived migrants are putting on, on urban resources. Uh, Steph Kite, we thank you so much. We will look for your reporting in Axios. I know there are great newsletters there that people can sign up for and uh, keep abreast of these things, and we appreciate your work. Thanks for having me. Take care. When we return, uh, marijuana, you know, there's this kind of an idea that now it's legalized, that it's very benign, that it's not a health risk. Well, there's a new study that lays bare that claim. We will get to a larger understanding about that at 749 here on JR Morning.